all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, Winter Guard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. Hey parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. And they stay there. Back here on the Boss Man Show. Hill Sacred Hearts basketball coach, Coach Anthony Latina with me. Coach Latina, how are you and your family doing so far up, up there, man? I know it's been a rough time for us all, man. Talked about it off the air, man. But how have you and your family and your team been? You know, it's it's uh, certainly been different. Um, there's been some challenges. You know, I, I I try to be a person of gratitude and appreciation. So, I know that me and personally and my family and even our program have it better than most people. So I always try to keep that perspective in mind and come from a place of gratitude because 
I am very blessed. My family's very blessed. Our program is very blessed. Our school is doing great. So those are all things that are not the case for a lot of people in this country right now. So, so for, with that being said, for me to complain, I would feel very, uh, it wouldn't be right. So kids are doing great. I feel bad, you know, they, they're, they're hopefully going back to school in like a hybrid model in the next couple of weeks. My son's gonna be a senior and our, uh, my daughter's gonna be, well, I could say our son, my wife and I's son, and our daughter is gonna be, she's gonna be a sophomore, he's gonna be a senior. So they're both athletes. We're hoping that they uh, are allowed to play and hopefully things get better. So, but again, um, I try to, like you said, come from a place of gratitude because uh, I know I'm very blessed. So uh, we'll get through this. And um, I think there's been some positive. I've been able to spend a little more time with my family than normal. Normally I'm traveling in the summer a little more. So that, that's been pretty cool. I think from a, a relationship with my children and my wife, there's been some added benefits that I think, uh, I think been, I've been very uh, fortunate to be able to experience. So, so, but we're, I'm excited to be uh, talking to you from my office though. I get I, you know, the last couple of weeks I've been coming into the office, but there was a stretch there was, I, I was only in our, in our office for one or two times in four or wow. five months. Yeah. Wow. So it's great to be back. Yeah. Coach. From the same. A, I, like, I like work. Hey, the same here, you know, for me, Coach, it's been weird to be doing Zoom interviews now, but I like it because I get to see you guys now rather than on the phone. So it's kind of been that new wrinkle. It's kind of been good. It's good to see, see people now rather than just be on the phone. So working from home now, going to spend time with, with my dad, who's turns 80 years old today. So going to spend time with my oh, dad. That's great. I so, hope you spend time with him. Yeah, so the blessing of the pandemic is I spend time with my dad, man, because, you know, he's up in age now. Now, I'm 33, but he's up in age, so getting to spend that quality time with him, I don't usually get to spend with him, so it's been great. I've been doing the Atlanta Braves in the offseason from the Hawks, so so now I'm doing it the same time with Pops and enjoy him, Coach, so I'm blessed as well, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. I wish him a happy birthday. I, I can relate. My father's 87, so every day is a blessing, you know? Most every definitely. Now, Coach, no – it's funny, uh, the NBA stopped on my birthday, March, March 11th. And so when everything went down, uh, how, where were you and your team at? And how did you and your staff kind of map out what to do with your players after everything got canceled and everything was starting to shut down in March there around my, around my birthday there? Well, we were actually still scheduled to play in a postseason tournament. So obviously that was a little bit of uh, a letdown for our guys because we, we had a special season. Uh, but, you know – I, I, we understood and everyone understood the situation. And it was, this was a, a, you know, at the time, nobody knew anything, you know, nobody knew, you know, uh, obviously this is, has been a serious thing, but I think at the time, you know, there was a serious concern that, you know, people were just going to be, you know, that, that, that as bad as it's been, I think the expectation was that it was even worse than this. Yeah. That, that was my sense of it. And I think that was the sense of certainly people, on our team in our campus. So I don't think not playing, uh, although disappointing was not that big a deal, but, you know, and then we just wanted to make sure, you know, our, our school sent everyone home. So we wanted to make sure our guys were doing well. You know, we were in a little bit of a transition because, you know, we had a few seniors. And then of course, as college basketball works, you know, there, you know, when you, when you have some success, there's some depart at our level, there's some departures, which, you know, we were dealing with. So, we were just trying to make sure that everybody was in a good place mentally, that everyone was safe and healthy. 
and really just try to support our guys. And then once we had to deal with some of the transfers, which we expected, you know, which is again, part of the, part of the deal at this level, we then had to come up with a game plan of, all right, we're going to have to recruit <laughs> some guys. And so recruiting was a big focus of ours while my staff and I were all working remotely. So, uh, you know, we, we were able to sign a few international players through some contacts of ours that we love, that we you know, respect and trust. And we were also able, able to sign a couple of players that we had seen. So, you know, we're going to have uh, nine new players on our roster of a roster of 15. So, uh, and 10 pl new players uh, that didn't play last year, you know, someone else set out. So we're a whole new team. And, once we got the roster situated, now it was a question of trying to get to know each other remotely, you know? Most definitely. There's a lot of our guys, I mean, we had 10 new guys. Out of the 10, five or six of those guys had never met any other player on our team face-to-face because -face they didn't go through the traditional recruiting process of an official visit and those kind of things. So Most definitely. it was really, really uh, an interesting, unique time you know, I've been coaching for 25 years and experienced nothing like that. I mean, even the recruiting process, doing virtual um, tours, Zoom, you know, virtual Zoom tours of campus and, you know, things of that nature were, were uh, it was great. I mean, I feel like I learned a lot. You know, that, that's the interesting thing. You know, there's been a lot of negatives, way more negatives than positive, but there have been some positives in terms of use of technology, Zoom. One of the things I, I with my kids, now my kids are older, again, one's going to be a senior, one's going to be a sophomore, my own, my own children, is we should never have a snow day ever again. Now, in the Northeast, that's something they deal with all the time. Obviously, I'm scared Atlanta, of snow, Coach. Don't, I'm scared of snow. Atlanta, snow shuts us down, man. Inch, we're done here. <laughs> but my thing is this. We should never have a snow day ever again. Just, just if it's snowing. Zoom just it. Have a, zoom it. No question. So this way, in terms of, you know, in, in having younger kids at time, we know when they're going to end. We can plan for the summer, summer programs, things of that nature. So. I thought that was a positive and, and then my, you know, be able to, my use of technology and zoom and, and being able to have some face-to-face -face contact with, with friends that are at a distance. I thought obviously we had FaceTime, but uh, you become more comfortable with this. So, so that, that's kind of what we've been doing. And, and so now, you know, some of our players have moved in a few more are going to move in today. A few more, everyone will be in by Saturday and we're really excited. You know, it was, um, College is going to look very different. Well, everything's going to look different. But, you know, our university is a great place, and we're super committed to having the students here. Obviously, we're going to have to – we're taking some measures to make sure everyone stays safe. Uh, it's not the normal college experience. I've really tried to preach to not only myself but our players and our coaches is that we're going to have to be very flexible. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to be patient. You know, I'm a very, I'm, I'm very organized. Some people would call me obsessively compulsive, obsessive compulsive. A matter of fact, I probably have an obsessive compulsive disorder that I've never been diagnosed with, but I'm going to have to be more flexible in terms of changing schedules. That's just going to be a reality of our lives right now. Even in our preparation, you know, normally by this time, it was funny, we had a meeting with our staff yesterday. Normally I have, by the middle of August, I have our whole schedule done. September, October, practice schedule, uh, days off, game schedule. Uh, even we have a, a bulk of our recruiting days penciled in at this point. Well, we don't even have a – we have three weeks in September scheduled, and that's it because, you know, we're not sure we're going to start playing. and mm -hmm. A lot of variables out there. So 
it, you know, I think flexibility and patience, which is probably something you should always practice in your everyday life, is something we're really, really going to have to embrace. And, um, and, uh, and, that, and that includes myself as well. So hopefully we're in that type of mindset and uh, we can kind of function in that type of environment. Now, Coach, you, I feel like this recruiting has, has changed forever now. So now with limited budgets, now you can just Zoom with guy because I know at your level, at the mid-major level, sometimes the recruiting budget is not what a Power 5 or Power 7 school is, right? So it can save you money on the front end and the back end by Zooming guys. So now no guy's out of reach now because of Zoom. Now the technology has made it better. So you can not have to be on the road so much. I'm like, nice driving to see kids. Now you can Zoom them and, and talk to them that way and, and get, just give them a Zoom tour to campus. And that way, I feel like recruiting now is coach has changed forever now for the better yeah definitely i mean i think your reach is can be a little wider um i'm a little old school still that i think there's nothing like a face-to-face -face conversation there's nothing like feeling a campus touching a campus you know that interaction so i do think there are going to be some changes there's going to be some steps that you can where you can really develop a relationship in a different way um and, and it all, it's all going to come down to, two is, you know, so much of, of recruiting is, well, what's our competition doing? You know, because if, if our competition at our level, obviously we're not recruiting against the Dukes and, you know, the ACC and the Big East and, you know, that type of thing. But if teams at our level, like the Northeast Conference and the American East and the MAC and, you know, the Patriot League are having kids on campus, then we're going to have to do that as well. So I think um, – but you're right. I think um, – with all the disruption and people are going to be much more careful with their money, you know, not only universities, institutions, and, but just businesses in general. So I think, uh, you know, you're going to have to be a little more uh, creative, innovative, and uh, just do the best you can. But I hope, I hope that the days of face-to-face -face interaction never go away. Cause I think part of me is like, that's what life is all about is, is, getting to know someone, you know, shaking someone's hand and really looking them in the eye face to face. And, and uh, you know, I hope that doesn't go away, but you're right. There's no question that there are different ways to uh, certainly get to the end goal of, you know, because that's what recruiting is, is, is developing relationships, developing trust. So I think there are other ways to do that now. And uh, we'll try to utilize them the best we can and, and uh, oh, do can to get it. You know, everybody's still going to try to get advantage. Recruiting is about trying to get as much. Of, we, we we don't want a level playing field. We want to have all the advantages as, as people do. So we're going to do whatever it takes to try to put ourselves in the best position to uh, to get the best players that fit our what we're looking for. And, Coach, uh, speaking of that, I know at your level you have to play those guarantee games. And I've seen some contracts, Coach, that I, I don't like what I see, what they say. Say if it's no fans, it's this, or if it's fans, it's this. Having to raise money for university, raise money for, for the non-revenue sports, and we don't know if you're going to play non-con because we don't know right now. That, to me, is scary for all college athletics because, like, hey, a lot of schools, like, I, I went to TSU, Tennessee State University. I know how small school life is. They need those guaranteed games to survive for men's basketball, men's basketball, and football. I know that. A lot of schools that, like, that are smaller, they need that. So how do you feel about the possibility of not having those guaranteed games to help fund the university right now? That is definitely a problem. There's no question. I just, as a matter of fact, I was talking to our – our associate athletic director who's in charge of budgets and she's the best and 
we had a meeting. Where are we with guarantees? I said, well, we we don't know if we're going to play them. But yeah, that's that's a lot of revenue. You know, anywhere, you know, at schools our level, it could be anywhere from one hundred fifty to four hundred fifty thousand dollars. You know, so um, I think the approach that certainly Sacred Heart University is taking, but I would say a lot is we got to do whatever you got to do to get through this year. Uh, we know there's going to be a loss of revenue. Um, you know, we have a couple different contracts out there where we're only going to get 50% of the guarantee uh, if if there are no fans, which, you know, probably looks like that's going to happen in certainly first semester. Uh, but I, I actually think it's even going to be worse than that. I, I think, you know, certainly we have great leadership in men's basketball. The NCAA does. Uh, Dan Gavitt, I think, is, is uh, well-respected, brilliant. So I think the biggest focus right now for everybody in Division One men's basketball is let's do whatever we have to do to have a season mm-hmm. because the NCAA tournament is, is where the real, real revenue is generated. And not only for men's basketball, but like you said, you know, I, I read this the other day, and I don't know if this is accurate, so don't quote me on this, but I think the NCAA men's basketball tournament brings in 90% of all the revenue the NCAA brings in. Mm-hmm. So, so the NCAA men's tournament pays for everything. You know, people talk about football and football makes a ton of money for individual schools. Like Alabama football makes millions of dollars for the University of Alabama. Michigan football makes millions of dollars. But the NCAA men's basketball tournament, that pays for everything. That pays for the Northeast Conference budgets and the Mary. Or I would say outside the power seven, you know, uh, well, power, I would say the power five in the big East. And I'm, I don't know who the, the seventh is. I'm trying to think of maybe the American. The American. Yep. The American. Yeah. Outside of those, maybe those seven conferences and you're throwing Gonzaga, the NCAA tournament funds all these other conferences, the other 25 or so conferences. So everybody understands that. And it's not just for men's basketball players. I mean, those, that tournament funds the tennis teams and the golf teams and, the, and all the other teams, which are, listen, like those are important. You know who those are important to? The golfers and the tennis players and the, you know, whatever, the, the track, the, the, the track athletes. You know, those are opportunities for young people that may not have opportunities. So I do think there is a sensitivity and understanding like, hey, we have to do whatever we have to do, not only just for men's basketball, because men's basketball and football are going to be fine. Because they make money. It's for all the other sports. Most we definitely, yes. Because, you know, and I know the NCAA, you know, gets a lot of flack and, you know, and maybe rightfully so at times, but it does create a lot of opportunities for young people that will not, would not be there. You know, all of our players are on a full scholarship. They don't pay a penny to go to school. Now, those of us that pay to go to school understand how unbelievable that is to go to school. You know, there's my wife put herself through college. She had to work three waitressing jobs on weekends to pay for herself to go through school. So when you can go to school for free, first of all, it creates so many opportunities. I mean, it's, it can be life changing. So we don't want those to go away. Those are, those are, those are opportunities for people that might not have otherwise had one. So I think the main focus, and again, everything is important and money is important is to let's have some type of season so we can play an NCAA tournament so that the, the positive things that the NCAA does can continue. You know, that doesn't mean you don't reform or you don't make changes. Of course you do. And you always try to get better. 
But let's not, you know, the old saying, and I don't even know where this came from, but let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater here. Let's let's remember, like, there's a yes. lot of a lot of positives that come from this. Yes. But the revenue that's generated, sometimes you're like, oh, the NCAA makes all this money. All this money goes back to the schools, goes back to the conferences, which goes back to the students, student athletes, which is a wonderful thing. You know, it's a wonderful thing. And, and, and so our biggest focus is we're going to do whatever is necessary to try to have a season uh, of some sort so we can have an NCAA tournament. Let's find a way to make it happen. Let's make the sacrifices that need to be made to make that happen. I think most coaches are in that, most basketball coaches are in that mindset and, uh, and then hope for the best. But again, I, I have utmost confidence in not only uh, Dan Gavitt, but also our NABC leadership that we're going to do whatever it takes for, for the membership to uh, make sure this happens and, and, and hope for the best. And, and, and again, at that point, we're, we're going to have to be flexible. We're going to have to be super, super flexible. And, and, and um, you know, I, I, I think that's, that's the way we got to go. And, and because, you know, we have no other options, you know, and, and, you know, and I think the other thing too is, you know, we talked about what some of the positives of this is, I think all of us, myself included, not just coaches, but just in general, there's a lot of things that we take for granted that have taken for granted for so many, so long. It's yes. And now we're like, wow, things can be changed. Things can change like that. Life can change like that. Boy, we had it pretty good. How many people would say, man, we would just love to get back to normal? Yes. You know, normal was pretty good for, for, for most of us. <laughs> you know I mean? And again, that doesn't mean it was perfect. And obviously, a lot of things are going on in the world that are showing that life is far from perfect. But I do think I've always, and I don't know, you know I, I probably learned this from my family who kind of came over here uh, from Italy as, as immigrants that didn't speak any English. And I think I've always learned to try to have gratitude for the things that you have. Uh, come from a place of humility and know that, you know, things, you always got to fight to make things better, but always try to come from that mindset and because things can change and there's no guarantees. And so I'm really looking forward to trying to make this the best year possible for our team, our program, try to, you know, do some positive things for our guys, have a great experience, make some positive changes. We'll always keep in mind and try to make things better, but understand that, you know, if you're here on a full basketball scholarship at Sacred Heart University, which I think is a first-class, you know, uh, institution, and these guys are going to get a first-class education, you know, we got to come from a, you know, from a, a place of gratitude. So I, I've, I've used that word probably 50 times in the last. No, it was a great word. A great word, coach. A great it, word. You know, it's, it was, you know, the old saying, if we, if we magnified our blessings as much as we magnified our disappointments, we'd all be a lot happier and we'd all be a lot more fulfilled. And, and, and so I'm really going to try to stress that not only for myself, for my, my family, but my basketball family here as well. Let's magnify our blessings and let's, let's, let's make this work the best we can. Hopefully, you know, people a lot smarter than me can figure this out and make things a little safer uh, from the medical side, a little safer for people in, the, in, in our communities, in society. And um, let's all, you know, let's all try to come from that type of place. There was a great line I heard, you know, the other thing too is, is in this situation, I, I think sometimes people 
listen to respond to things. And I think one of the things that I've learned, and this is a line that I've heard multiple times in the last six months is, I think we need to start listening more to understand. You know, listen to people. Sometimes we're having a conversation and we're just listening, waiting for you to finish talking so I can respond rather than say, all right, what is someone else saying? Especially when it comes to important things in life. Is let's try to listen to understand a little bit. And uh, if we do that, I think things, I think things will be, things will improve. Oh, <laughs> and, definitely. And that's what we're trying to do. But I really appreciate uh, having a chance to actually talk to you and look at you. This is a little different interview than last <laughs> one. Yes. That's kind of where we're at right now. And coach, you know, uh, since George Floyd and things have happened here in Georgia, Rayshard, Brooks, Brown Taylor, and Armand Library, I've decided to use my show to help in the community. And coach, I feel like I never thought I'd be in activism, coach. I never thought I would get involved in that, but I felt motivated to do so because I'm 33, have a platform that reaches from Chattanooga through making 1.1 million listeners beyond the digital platform. So I can affect changing people, and, you know, wearing the, being with the Atlanta Hawks and working around the Hawks players. I feel like I have a platform to give people a new perspective that, hey, we can do this together. We, we, I, my, my dad was a barber coach, so I've, I've been doing with people my whole life in the barber shop. You know, he's a barber. My mama's a, 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 a psychologist. So from day one, I've done different backgrounds from day one. I've done anybody, like any background, right? So knowing that, I've said I'm going to still cover my sports, but also talk to people that make a positive change because together what's going on in the world we're now talking about us coming together as one to find common ground, happy medium to just agree on these set of right and wrong principles to make things better for everybody, generation after us going forward. Because my dad's 80 years old today. I'm 33. So we got two different generations apart pretty much age-wise. So I'm looking down the road. And he, he grew up in everywhere. It was segregated Atlanta. He could cross railroad tracks after dark, right? So he's lived these things. And I'm living a little bit differently than him. But I want to make it better for the adults after me, coach. So that's why I feel like, you know, this COVID gave me a chance. And things that's happened was inspired me to use my platform for good and be better and help people be better going forward, coach. Oh, no question. I mean, that's you said that you couldn't have said that any any better. It, it's I mean that's what we're a listen. We all we all want the same things. Everyone wants uh, everyone wants to feel safe. Everyone wants to you know have an opportunity. Uh, I mean, all of us. This is the thing that I always try to stress to our guys. And and I've been blessed to play basketball. I grew up in in a city. I grew up in Hartford, which was a very diverse city. And the one thing I find is people are a lot more alike than they are different. Yes. We're all unique. We're all unique, but we're a lot more alike than we are different. And I think uh, that doesn't mean we have, don't have different perspectives and different life experiences because we certainly do. And then um, again, you don't, you don't ignore those things and you don't pretend that they don't exist. Of course that you do. You try to make things better. But if we come from a place of, hey, we're a lot more alike, we probably want most of the same the important things is like we want the same things. And I think you try to listen to understand, then things start getting better. I mean, these things happen on an individual level. I think, you know, as, as you know, relationships develop and, and, and people see different people and they say, wow, he's a great person and that person's a great person. And this is not what I thought. And that's not what I thought and stuff like that. I think 
I think things get better. So I'm, I'm a very optimistic person by nature, but I am super optimistic. I think when all this is over, coronavirus and a lot of the civil unrest, I think we're going to come out a lot better. I really believe that. I, I'm not one of these people that says, uh, you know, things are getting worse. I don't believe that. I think things are going to get better. I think things are getting better. I think the fact that things can be discussed now um, more freely than they ever were is a positive. You know, and I think now the one thing that we need to do is because sensitive topics are being discussed much more freely, I think the empathy and understanding has to increase with that. Yes. Because now we are going to talk about things uh, now that we didn't maybe talk about 25 years when I first started coaching. And in doing that, we have to all, and this is an individual thing, and I think everybody has to do this individually, is, hey, listen to understand. Listen with empathy. Listen with humility. Know that you don't know. Great, uh, great philosopher, I don't know if it was Socrates or Aristotle or Plato, one of them said, I know that I don't know. And that's why, that's the, where the wisdom is, is, is that you know you don't know everything and that you can learn something. You know, I, one of the things I'm stressing to my players is you want to you have a good day? There's three things you got to get better. You got to get better every day, three things. You got to become a better, you got you to, three different areas you got to get better. Your body, that's physical, whether it's a workout, whatever. Your mind, all right, your reading, and your soul. And that's different to a lot of different people. If you got better in those three areas today, that's, that's a heck of a day. Yes, you know, indeed. If you get better in three years, if you, got, if you had exercised or worked out or whatever, whatever level you are, if you're a basketball player and you, you worked on your game or you push yourself, that's a good thing. If you read a book that maybe you wouldn't read or – exercise your mind and then exercise your soul, which is again, that, that's a tricky thing. You know, we're a Catholic university. So, you know, our easiest way to exercise soul is prayer, but there's other ways. Some people don't believe in God, which is, which is fine. So maybe you meditate or maybe you do something, maybe you have a gratitude journal, but let's make sure we're getting better in those three areas every day. If, if people are committed to doing those three things, we'll be a healthier society. We'll be in a more, a more, uh, in, educated society and we will be a more tolerant society and then then things are really going to get better but again i'm optimistic and i'm i'm i think this is we're going to be better for this all of this you know uh you know i i think uh you know most growth happens when you're uncomfortable yes and, and a lot of us are very uncomfortable right now <laughs> for a variety of reasons whether it's your your 80 year old dad or my 87 year old father not being able to my dad goes to his club, his Italian club. He hasn't been there in six months. That, other than spending time with his family, that's his favorite thing to do. And he hasn't done that. And I have two, two older sisters, and I said, man, you know, when do we think it's safe to let him go to there? And I'm like, yeah, I understand. I'm trying to do – this is important to him. This was his thing. Mm-hmm. I know it's not important to you guys. You guys think it's silly, but it's important to him. So I think, I think that we're all making our own sacrifices in our own way. And, and, but just to understand – that we're all going through things. And I think a lot of this, a lot of what's happening is also that because so many difficult things are happening, that people aren't struggling with that, whether it's being cooped up in the house or whether it's, you know, you just got pushed. So I, I think, um, you know, doing those things will, will help. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Uh, to have the opportunity, again, like you said, your platform and to use whatever platform you have to try to make things better. You know, how... You know, I always say, are you making things better or are you making things worse? 
Because you ain't, because you're doing one or the other. I always tell that to our players. Are you guys making us a better, are you making us a better team or a worse team? Are you making things better out here or worse? And if you can't say definitely better, then you got to reevaluate how you're approaching this thing here. So um, that's what we're going to try to do. I'm sure we'll make a lot of mistakes, all of us. But if we come from the right, uh, I think the right intentions and the right place and come from, a, you know, I think things will get better. And, and I'm, I'm, I, I really look forward to it. And, and, um, and I think sports is a great way because, yes. you know, people come from so many different areas. You know, they, you know sports, is, sports is the ultimate meritocracy. Like if you can play, you can play. If you can't play, you can't play. <laughs> it don't matter. Anything else don't matter. So I think, uh, you know, we're going to try to do, you know, uh, what we can in our little community to make things better. And maybe that spreads to other places. And, and uh, that's what we're going to try to do. But uh, it, it's, it's, been, it's been a difficult situation. We've had a lot of, like I said, uncomfortable, uh, difficult conversations. But that's, you know, the more we're comfortable being uncomfortable, the more we're going to grow. The most growth happens in those times. Yes. Yes. And coach, you know, for me, like I'll tell a story. 1994. I didn't meet my first white kid until I was seven years old, coach. That was from travel baseball. So sports. <laughs> Talk about another race, another background. I wasn't exposed to until playing travel baseball. So you're, you're so right. Sports brings us together because I never would have met my friends, Kyle and Derek, the twins, who my, who my friends today if I'd ever played travel baseball with them because I hadn't met any white kids until seven years old, 94, which is wild, you know? So, so it's, you're so right. Sports is your equalizer. It can bring us all from different backgrounds for one common goal as a team to represent the name on the front, not them on the back to win, a, to win a game together. No question. No, no, no doubt about it. So no, it's, it's, you know, so we just got to keep doing the right things and, and, and keep doing our best and, and, you know, be, be, you know, be understanding as, as we can of people know that people are going to make mistakes. Um, let's not bury somebody when they make a mistake, no matter who it is. You know what I mean? When, if, if, if whether it's, uh, you know, it, let, let's try to, you know, that's the one thing I, I fear is, is people are going to make mistakes. So especially as we have more difficult conversations, things might be said that, offend so let's understand hey what where you came from and and you know how do we correct this and, and why did that bother you but not bother me because i don't understand why that's bothering you I, I have no idea but it really is so tell me maybe help me to understand that so i i'm really trying to encourage out my players because there are certain things that play, my players say that really bother me but they don't bother them and i'm like well I, i'm trying to understand how does that not bother you you know so i think there's there's that part of it and um, but again, I think when we all come back to, we're a lot more alike than we're a lot yes. more different. Then, boy, you know, when you come from that place and that thought, you know, you're, you're right. We we all want to be fulfilled, and we all want to be happy, and we all want to have opportunity. And that, that those are universal. I don't care where, whether it's the United States of America or you know, the most remote island on this uh, in the world. I mean, that's what people want, and and. That's what people need, and that's where people thrive. So, you know, we got to all try to come to there, and, and it's not going to be easy, um, but it's worthwhile. You know oh, what I mean? Definitely. And most things that are worthwhile aren't easy. 
<laughs> oh, definitely. Well, Coach Latina, this has been great to catch up with you, man, and, and see you, man. We can have this great conversation, man, about life and just how we can make things better, man, and how Sacred Heart's going to be do their part, man. It's been enjoyable. We'll do this again real soon. We'll do another Zoom, coaches. I really enjoyed this, man. I enjoyed it tremendously. You stay safe. Happy birthday to your father. Please, you know, have a great day with him. And anytime, I would love to speak to you. I really enjoyed our time. Anytime, Coach. Hey, you be good, buddy. We'll do it again real soon, man. All right. Take care. All right. See you, buddy. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash BITZ to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and Scissor. Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby. And it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.